You grit your teeth and grimace against the raging winds that howl across the plain. A grim visage of destruction is laid out before you. Raging fire and brimstone cast down from the heavens still smouldering where they lie. Still. Still like the bodies of your friends and family and the cold thousands that you never even knew. The ash hangs in anticipation in the air, filling the void that otherwise threatens to suck you in. A chunk of tarmac here, a signpost there, a car whose windshield is a spiral splintered spider web is all that is recognisable in this godforsaken landscape. To either of your sides stand the last semblance of mankind, a shambles, a weary force of slaughterhouse pigs who may very well be drawing their last ragged breaths, chests heaving with the exertion of just staying stood up. A mile across the plain stands seven statuesque figures, adorned in golden plate and mother-of-pearl filigree. The archangels Gabriel, Michael, Raphael, Uriel, Simiel, Orifiel, and Raguel, who's like the Mexican one, <laughs> stands as the vanguard of the, of the army of the damned, proud and sure that you are damned, but you'll be damned if you go down without a damned fight. This damned world belonged to humankind long before these damned abominations wearing ornamentations crashed down from the goddamned heavens. And the world hitches on a chain smoker's phlegmy rasping breath. And the fire begins to rain again. People pummeled by pumice, marred by magma, lanced by fiery spears of lava and death. The melee is swift and sudden. Those men who had guns are cut down before they can even empty a magazine. The blood, the horror, and the screaming. It is all you can taste and see and hear. The mealy parts, and above you stands Oriel. Golden trident raised high, paused for the killing strike. You regret not hammering more rusty nails into your cricket bat. Regret seems to be the only thing you have time left for. And then the archangel is retreating, throwing off his helm and clawing at his ears, his leathery patchwork face contorted in horror and pain. The red sky parts, and down in a beam of opalescent brilliance comes three knights in shining pearl armour, and as you are bathed in their glow, you feel serene for the first time since this whole Armageddon thing started. They reached for something in unison. The army of the damned jolts as if they had been pushed back by some unseen force. They reach for their weapons, each knight carrying a monstrous microphone. And again, in unison, they pull the microphones up to their mouths and the dam's eyes and ears begin to pour blood as they utter ever so gently, We are Verbal Discharge. <laughs> Fascinating. Fascinating stuff, Jordan. That's an entirety of Jordan's like, first novella, Welcome to Verbal Discharge. It sounded that like, was, the, that was amazing. like the sort of manifesto you'd read out of the first <laughs> meeting of a cult. <laughs> As we all know, we are a cult now. <laughs> when you were reading out the, 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 the names of these seven archangels, I believe, yeah. am I correct in thinking that four of those were just the names of the Ninja Turtles? <laughs> I don't think Leonardo or Donatello was in there. Raphael was in there. Was there not a Michelangelo? There was a Michael. There's just a Michael. Oh, they're close Michael, enough. Yeah. Michael. Yeah, Gabriel, Michael, Raphael, Oriel, Simiel, Orifiel, and Ragwell. Oriel was my favourite Ninja Turtle, who fought, of course, with a chocolatey biscuit. Um, and, or depending on, I've got multiple joke selections here, um, or with a toothbrush. 
I really liked um, Oriel when she got her legs <laughs> but couldn't speak. <laughs> And we're off to a roaring start this week. Uh, welcome, dear beloved listeners, friends, and co-hosts, of course, mm. uh, to another exciting instalment of Verbal, Verbal Discharge. Discharge. Robbie, who are you? Oh, God, that's a tough question. Who you are? <laughs> yeah, when you, uh, if only you'd give me some kind of helpful hint. Um, I am <laughs> completely lost. Um, I think my name's Robbie. I'm not quite sure. Um, hopefully I'll be able to confirm this later in the show. I'm Jordan, and I have a microphone in front of my face. I'm James, and so do I. And together, we are Verbal Discharge. We, we, we're just dropping a lot of our names this yeah. week. Just, just really pushing that brand out there. I do realise that I just, like, kind of painted us as pictures of the saviours of mankind. Which we are. Which we are. Be fair. Yeah, let's, I mean, let, let's not lie. We are pretty fantastic. I don't yeah. think it was pompous of Jesus to call himself the Son of God. <laughs> because he was the Son of... God. It was, it was okay, so yeah. yeah so yeah. to call us the saviors of mankind, the single greatest podcast ever created, is not pompous. It's because just it's true. true. Yeah. See, and yet interesting though that you flag us up as the single greatest podcast because there are, and this is worth mentioning, changes in the pipeline. Oh yes, there are. Um, uh, as of next week, we will not be podcasting in the format that we have been these past few weeks. We will be back. On the back air, live. On live, the live, radio live. waves. We'll I haven't said the word radio waves since we were last live in the first year. <laughs> it's also just not true because it goes out online. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no radio waves involved. Yeah, because how does it go out online? Because um, I wish, I, I hope we could inform this because I like to gripe about this all the time. Just inform our listeners that we have the most terrible internet connection ever in the, in yeah, the office. Yeah, we, we can't actually get a connection in the, in the studio here. No. Oh, no. When we're in here actually recording, we're cut off to the outside world. We haven't got a clue what's going on out there we've got one window that overlooks <laughs> the derby uni's new sports center well, you were saying we're completely cut off from the world it, like whenever you walk outside and suddenly all the news come back to you it reminds me of my prom night when i came out and michael jackson was dead <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful no, no signal where, where we had our prom and we came out of the prom and i remember getting in the limousine and the driver turned around and went oh did you know michael jackson's dead <laughs> so, what the night to remember. Yeah. How how was that taken by everyone? Um, no one really particularly cared. <laughs> Had you played Michael Jackson at the prom? Had he come up? I am all? entirely sure that there was a Michael Jackson song in there. Probably beat it or something into the dancey variety. <laughs> Do you think all the teachers were worried? Like, oh shit! All of the Michael Jackson impersonators, impersonators with books. That's all. In, that's all in bad taste. Now we're going to have to cancel it all. No, you, you're going under the guise that they were actually Michael Jackson. I mean, he's got the comeback tour coming. This is his first date. It's the Telford School. The, the, the Telford School <laughs> prom. Uh, I remember where I was when Michael Jackson died. Well, um, I was in bed. Oh. My mum would normally come in in the morning, sort of on a school morning, and wake me up and say, Good morning, darling. Time to get up. And then one morning, she came and said, Morning, darling. Michael Jackson's dead. <laughs> 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 Which was a slightly different start to the day. It's, it's interesting. You, you, you hear a lot of these phrases being thrown around by people, saying, like, Oh, you know, you remember where you were when such and such thing happened, mm. when such and such a person died. Yeah, yeah. I only... I, don't remember where I was when it happened, but I remember where I was when it when I first heard it. Mm. Um, my brother told me that Osama bin Laden had been killed because I, I woke up one morning, came downstairs to find my brother. I think watching football on the telly or something. Uh, God, and, brothers, that's what they and, do, isn't it? And I was like, "All right, morning." 
And he was like, oh, you're right. Uh, Bin Laden's dead. <laughs> and I remember my first words was, no, he's not. <laughs> Just, as, though, as though I'm somehow kept incredibly up to date with Bin Laden's whereabouts goings on. You being the president of the United States, you're the first person they come to to, to let know. And the head of Al-Qaeda. Of course, yeah, you're... Bin Laden was a puppet. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, and yet in his cave, he probably still had faster Wi-Fi than we did. <laughs> <laughs> Tragic, isn't it? Oh. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back next week on, if you want to tune in, Phantom Radio. Uh, that's phantom hyphen or dash or any other word you want to find for that. Uh, hyphens and dash are actually different, but that's a different, like... That's for the punctuation podcast we also do, which we don't do. That's not true. Should um, we start one, though? We should we should start a punctuation. Just going around, Jordan. You up for this? Yeah, I'll do it. Punctuation podcast. <laughs> punctuation podcast. Um, no, so uh, phantom mediacouk If you then click on listen, you'll be able to listen to us from five till seven live, live Beautiful. next week. So you'll hear all of our mistakes that Robbie hasn't cut out. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because <laughs> I, I'm aware that when we actually record the podcast, I don't know if I'm sort of slaughtering the magic from here. <laughs> Bits and bobs of it are cut out. Like if if we mess up or if we maybe say something we, a bit too offensive. We had a record about over twenty minutes was cut last week. The podcast <laughs> was one hour and nine minutes long. How, we recorded for about an hour and forty. How hour and long 30 was it? And forty minutes. How long was it? You said that we were talking about Shadow of Mordor. <laughs> it was a solid like six minute conversation. I listened through twice to see if there was any jokes in it. You didn't. You were just you and Ben were just talking about Shadows of Mordor. Occasionally Jordan <laughs> would join in. <laughs> I, I, I cut that. But it's a really good game, Robbie. <laughs> I don't doubt it's a really good game. Uh, it was also worth saying quickly, if you're panicking, the podcast will be available as well. It'll be edited down, put out on the Friday as per normal. Mm-hmm. So we have Live on the Thursday and the podcast on the Friday. The blog post is still up on the Thursday, and your um, your own personal washing machine will still work on Monday. I was hoping I'd come up with a better joke there, hence the sort of pause time. I didn't. You see what you've done there, though. You've by saying that if we've got listeners who's. A listeners. Got a, a listeners, any <laughs> listeners. See, you know, the glory of podcast editing, we can edit all this out. Yeah, I'm not going to. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Oh. But, but what you've opened us up to there, Robbie. If we have any listeners and their washing machine stops working, we're accountable. Yeah, they can sue, <laughs> yeah. they can sue us for the grand total of our salaries. We assure which is a joke I'm sure I made at some other point. We assured them. As, and I, I understand that our word is effectively as good as a warranty at the right branch of Corey's. <laughs> so what, what, what have you done to us there, Robbie? I have screwed us over and i apologize for this you've opened up a right tin of worms <laughs> I, i've opened it up without even using a can opener <laughs> how amused jordan was by that i don't know i just haven't heard that for a while tin of worms yeah you don't go fishing very often then no not really <laughs> I, say that, I say that as though i do as though i'm a fishing connoisseur you say that as though we're not sat on a fishing boat right now recording off the coast <laughs> of africa <laughs> which is why we can't get an internet connection because we're on a fishing boat in Africa. So if anyone does want to send the ransom money to the Somalian pirates <laughs> that are holding us hostage, we would really appreciate that. Don't let us get old Captain Phillips up in here, because I have not got the leading man charisma that Tom Hanks has. <laughs> Ben's mother's anus. Can't shame us. Amos? I said anus. Like the one that Ben's mother has. Lyrics, words, verbs, nouns. We're verbal discharge. We've got crowns because we're the kings of the podcast. I can't rap very well. <laughs> so, do you know what the best game is? What? What game? James, do you know what the best game is? 
Um, Jordan, do you know what? The, too, too late. <laughs> Jordan, do you know what the best game is? Cluedo. Oh, you're you're, you're actually right. We're going to play the second best game. Oh. Do, you, do, you, do you want do you want to play the second best game? What is the second best game? James, do you want to play the second best game? Do you want to answer my first question first? Yes. Actually, um, yeah, yeah, well, good. Well, Jordan, do you want to play the second best game? Yes. Great. Let's play the second best game, which is Top Trumps. Yeah. It's time Yay. for us to play Top Trumps. Yay. Now, normally, when you buy a packet of Top Trumps, they come in themes. They have like I don't know. You get dinosaurs. You get James Bonds. You get you get light switches. You get like Top Trumps for for former Arsenal stars. You get Top Trumps for. For, for videos, you get top chumps for Martin Scorsese films. You get top chumps for Martin Scorsese's earlobes. You get top chumps. <laughs> can you get those? <laughs> you can. Available now at toptrumps.com. Um, you'll get top chumps for all kinds of exciting things, including the forthcoming verbal discharge top chumps, which only has four cards and is a bit rubbish. But we're going to play general top chumps, every top chumps, all the top chumps put together. And we're going to start playing top chumps. Right now, so have we all got our cards. We got I've cards all, ready. I've got all of my cards right here. Got all my cards. I've ready. got my cards. I am holding all of my cards. If you don't know how top trumps works, then tough luck. Look it up. Highest number wins. Highest, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, highest number wins. We'll pan the cards over to blah blah blah. Okay, um, first category. First category. I'm going to pick from my first card. Flammability. Flammability. Hmm. Who has the highest score? On flammability. I have 17. I've only got 12. 12. James? I've got a 27. 27. So you win. Uh, what card did you have? Um, th- that guy from the front of that one Pink Floyd album who's on fire. Oh, oh what, a yeah. lucky, what a lucky, lucky it's guy. It's good, isn't it? It's had, well fortunate. I had Fireman Sam. Uh, he, he isn't very flammable, though. He really isn't. But what, with, what with being a fireman? Unless he's Fireman Sam and he's the man that's on fire. Like, or, the, the, there's some kind of Hunger Games joke to like, be made. <laughs> or what if he is the fireman because he's the man you you get in to sack people? <laughs> that's actually no, that's actually a real job. That's actually an interesting um, fact. Is that it? There's a man in lives in London whose job is that um, whenever a boss wants to make an example of someone, they ring this guy and he comes into the office of no questions asked, and will sit there and sort of take it take take stick from the boss and if needs be be fired by him um and that's his job he's, he's basically an actor who specializes in being fired by wow. bosses oh. who want to make an example of people that's brilliant that was actually a really cool job yeah <laughs> job of being fired <laughs> uh, that's good that's like it's almost cool. like a paradox should i go next you go next yeah um i'm going to go for looking at this card here saltiness Saltiness. Uh, Saltiness. I've got um, quite a good one. I've got mm-hmm. a 60. 60. 60. <sighs> I have four. Ooh. No, it isn't. Sorry, it isn't four. I can't read a zero. Oh. <laughs> I've got a 53. Ooh. Oh, it's a, it's a close one. Um, I My 60 is from a common sea crab, <laughs> which is quite salty. My zero is from the chips I had last night at Weatherspoons. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, you realise you realise when you get chips from Weatherspoons, you're meant to put the salt on them yourself. Wait, what? When you yeah, there's a little yeah. counter where you can go and get salt and pepper and other condiments and things. What? Why did no one inform me of this in the previous twenty years of my life? Because it's really obvious <laughs> from the stand where all the bowls of fucking salt are on it. 
<laughs> the bowls of salt. I um, like it's a gritty landslide. My so, my my fifty three is the guy from the Mummy, and I can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> he's salt. He's salty because his life has really gone downhill. And okay, his wife so. divorced him and took all his money, so he's quite salty. So again, that's another that's another victory to me. I'll take oh, take what? take all of your. All right, I've I've got a fantastic one. I think for what I'm choosing here, mm-hmm. chronic halitosis. Really bad breath. Oh god! Oh, um, yeah, I, I knew that. That's that was what I was just about to say. <laughs> Whereabouts I, is that on I, the actual card? I can't. I can't. Oh no! They're oh, in the fan right, yeah, yeah. I have. A, it's on the the appendices yeah. with the, that accompanies each card. The hundred and six page, <laughs> the hundred and six page document that comes with each card. I have NB, like bad breath. I have an eighty one here. I've got eighty two. Oh. I've got a seventy three. Oh, okay. oh, what? So I had Gary Busey. <laughs> I also had Gary Busey. <laughs> oh, you've got the uh, limited shiny edition of Gary Busey. <laughs> Gary Busey was on Big Brother. Yeah. I had pre 1950s British dentistry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jordan wins that round. <laughs> um, okay, next, ca- next up we've got uh, category is 300. Wait, no, that's the. No, 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 okay. The category is 300. And my, <laughs> my score is also 300. Um, James, what have, you, what have you got for that? Um, my score is one. Your score is one. My score is our arrows will blot out the sun. <laughs> um, so I, I win that round. Uh, the card I had was 300, the movie starring Gerard Butler. I had Persian Archer grunts. I <laughs> I had Faramir who walked away. <laughs> okay, my um my next one uh I'm, it's charisma. Um, I've got a minus six. Minus six. Minus six. The be- best I can do with this one minus... is this. This card is pretty useless. I've got a minus seven. Ooh, George, I've just George. got a plain old zero. What's your you've you've clearly won this one, Robbie. What 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 have you got? Minus seven is the the world Jordan described in the opening game. <laughs> my Before we arise, obviously, before we descend from the heavens. My minus six charisma is Ed Miliband. And my oh. my zero is a wet flannel. <laughs> so Ed Miliband is less charismatic <laughs> than a wet flannel. Really? But not do, quite. Do you think that, that, no, I don't know. Because wet flannels have a little bit of charisma. They have a little bit of integrity. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, Ed Miliband. Like Ed Miliband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen a wet flannel eat a ham sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Have you, you must know about this. No. Ed Miliband was infamously photographed eating a ham sandwich, and it was that they were not flattering. I thought that was a bacon sandwich. It was a ba- sorry, it was a bacon oh. sandwich. Oh, don't get a, your pig meats mixed because up. Because there's a difference. There is a difference. There's not a difference. As a, uh, as a pork farmer, I find that insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> You're racist to pork. Jordan, do you want to pick the next Yeah, um, I, my next... Oh, oh, I know what I'm going for here. Penis size. <laughs> I've got two double-decker buses. <laughs> I've got melancholy. Uh, I've got a two. Ah, mine was a blue whale. Uh, mine was the concept of melancholy. Mine was myself. I don't know who wins. <laughs> I don't know who wins here. <laughs> James wins for brutal honesty. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm so sorry, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> this is you know the best thing is this is this is one of those links that I know full well I'll be receiving like concerned texts from my parents. About. James, why are you talking about the size of your penis on the podcast? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie, move this topic onwards. Uh, meters. Meters is the category. Meters. Oh, sorry. Um, I was supposed to give my... Uh, my meters I've got is 3 minutes 59. Um, my meters is parking. <laughs> <laughs> my meters is a ruler. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So, um, do I win? I don't know. That? I don't know anymore. But low is good, isn't it, in terms of time or in terms of length? <laughs> it depends. Um, well, the card I had was Beyonce. Oh. So, um, James? Parking meters. <laughs> yeah. Meter rulers. <laughs> <laughs> One meter. Like a, a yardstick. How, what, what is a yarding person to a meter? Similar. I, I thought yard was like a third of a meter. I, I don't know. I am terribly well yard, uninformed a, on this. A yard thing. is one of these weird measurements, though, like like a pre-metric system, uh, pre-metric system measurement that, mm. that just has no real cohesive sense, and it, it'll, it'll be something bizarre like it's, six point two inches. Or it's sort of like a pace, though, isn't it? It's like taking a step forward as we're many, taking many steps backwards right the problem now. is though like how do how do you measure a, a step forward because like say let, let's say it depends i think that uh landing on the moon was a huge step forward um one giant step for man you could say um but one tiny step for like bruce willis oh, brilliant God, i can't remember what the brilliant is. no it's okay it's all right wait bruce willis bruce willis he was the man that landed on the moon wasn't he are you mistaking the film armageddon <laughs> for the moon landing god i've done it again god year four science test and now the podcast third time this week so um my next card is commitment to the glorious motherland uh, I'm, I'm gonna grade this one on uh, i've got a minus 20 i've got a neutral zero and I have a 37. Okay, um, my minus 20 came from Alexander Litvinenko. Uh, I've got the Ukraine. <laughs> and I've got um, Trotsky before he was ice-picked. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I've forgotten what the scores were. Who wins? <laughs> Mine was 37. 37, 37 wins. 37 wins. Oh, Jordan takes it. <laughs> right, the next category is... Coherent plot points and compelling characters. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a book I found self-published on Lulu. Is oh. that the score? And the score is minus 500. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got two, and that is... Oh, no, no, I'm not supposed to tell you. Whatever, this is a new Owen Wilson film, No Escape. Hmm. Um, I've got a minus four. Uh, that is every down... Brom- that is every down... That is every Dan Brown novel ever published. <laughs> you know, there's a bit in the new Owen Wilson film, No Escape, in which Owen Wilson, the star of the new film, No Escape, chucks two kids off a building. What? What? He t- chucks two kids off a building. Owen Wilson chucks yeah. two kids off it's a building? It's a serious action drama starring Owen Wilson. So Why? Does he, well. Is he trying to hurt them, kill them, no, injure them? No, um, they're his kids. He chucks his own daughters off a building. Oh, yeah, this wasn't actually in the film. This is just what he did <laughs> while he was filming it. <laughs> they just Wait, left it, it in. It was improvised. I, I assume he's throwing them onto 
to something. So basically, it's an it's an incredibly xenophobic film in which Owen Wilson goes for a walk. He goes out to buy a paper, and every Chinese man or no, they, they don't say it. it's like an Asian country he's in. They never say which one in particular. Um, they just sort of refer to them as Asians and them. And every one of them is looking at him because he's white as he walks through um, walks through trying to buy a paper. And he comes back and they're all starting riots and they're all trying to kill him. And they're trying to kill every foreigner because they're so horrible. And they chase him and his daughter and his wife, played by Lake Bell, who I normally like, up onto the roof. Owen Wilson then says to Lake Bell, hey, you should jump off this building onto that next one, which is a, like an, an unreasonable distance for a non-Olympic athlete to jump over to. And Lake Bell says, no, 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 no way I'm doing that. And Owen Wilson says, go on. And he goes, all right then. So, <laughs> so she takes a run up and she jumps onto it and you're like, oh, great, well done, well done, well done, Lake Bell, good work. And then Owen Wilson goes, oh, I'm going to chuck my kids over now. And you go, well, what? what are you going to chuck your kids <laughs> off a building? Um, and so he Onto another building, though. Yeah, but it's a far distance away. And sort of he picks up his daughter and his daughter goes, I don't want to do it. And he goes, oh, I'm not going to. I'm going to read like a story instead. And then he goes, ah, just kidding. Chucks her off a building. It goes in slow motion and it cuts sort of just at the moment where it looks like she's going to fall. And it looks like Owen Wilson's just chucked his kid to his death um remember she lines perfectly in he chucks his other kid over and then he jumps and it's just amazing and then there's a bit where he's hiding from all these terrorists and the one of the terrorists is like about to poke in and then um his daughter says to him daddy and she goes yes only in owen wilson's voice (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what that was that was more like an elephant inviting you to a tea party um so he talks to his his daughter says i need to go to the toilet and owen wilson says sometimes it's okay to go in your pants and so why does he sound like kermit the frog (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah his daughter then pees herself and this is a really tense moment um it's I'm sure there's there's more stupid things to go on because it's pretty stupid, but we're playing top trumps, weren't we? Um, Sorry to disrupt. I've just that. realised that I don't think any of us have been counting scores. Um, well, I I did, but I only <laughs> counted five of the nine cards. <laughs> I forgot to do three, and I can't remember which three I haven't counted. <laughs> are we going to go back to top trumps, or is that enough of that? I think those those are all the cards we've got. Yeah, I think yeah, those yeah. Are, those have been exhausted. I've got one one more card. You've got another card, which is a joker. Oh, it just doesn't have any numbers on it. Why so serious? Good. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you got that out of your system now, James. I, I, I wasn't aware of your criminal tendencies, but it's nice for you to point them out now. Carrero con Super Santos. <laughs> I'm still recording. This, this sounds like the beginning. Like a discount Spanish furniture warehouse. <laughs> you come down to flea market. <laughs> you buy a table. Table is cheap. No, I can't. I was hoping I'd come up with a joke. <laughs> You buy one table, you take a second away. It's a half a price. Doze! Doze a table for the price of a uno table. You take both or family come and kill you. Donde esta la biblioteca? Come Mar- on down people. to Javier's Furniture Emporium. Domo Goro... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Mi amo todo electo, which is Spanish for straight ahead. And I only remember that because my Spanish teacher in year nine pointed out that it sounds a bit like erection. Toto uh, electo. Todo electo. Uh, la biblioteca. La... My, um, my Spanish Pensa teacher so. in, in secondary school once gave us an entire Spanish lesson based around the idea of words that sound a bit like other things <laughs> in Spanish. And one of these words was un rapista, which oh. sounds, obviously sounds a little bit like rapist. It's not rapist. In Spanish, un rapista means rope. And then someone asked him from the back of the class, a little hand shot, and said, Sir, what is rapist in Spanish? And he just, I, I think, assuming that, you know, just, just taking a great amount of pleasure in the fact that these students were actually taking an interest in the language, mm. immediately answered and said, Violador. <laughs> <laughs> This, however, unfortunately, was a week before the Spanish exchange students were due to come to our school. Fantastic. It was brilliant. And obviously, all the students realised this, word spread, and everyone in the school, (laughs) by by the next week, knew the Spanish word for rapists. And and there were these these herds of Spanish children moving around the school with all of their incredible... Did they have a shepherd with them, guiding them round? I think that was... Dog keeping them on a leash, making sure they didn't go into the wrong classroom. <laughs> I realised that what I just said was quite similar to all the controversy that David Cameron spawned recently when he referred to all the migrants as a swarm. <laughs> so, Ooh, there were, so there were all of these um, filthy, dirty peasant Spaniards walking around <laughs> our school, um, like just filthying up the place with their cheap, cheap beans. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> is that a characteristic of the Spanish? I just got cheap, cheap beans, <laughs> sombreros. You know what, I really like the word. The worst part there was sleeping I was, in the day. I was trying to summon from the top of my head a characteristic that I know of the Spanish, and then realised that I, I don't know any characteristics of Spanish. Quesadilla, fajitas. If we're talking about food and I, stuff, I, I just assume they've, they've got really cheap beans. Balls, naps are at we, midday. Are we talking? You just listened to the same things I did over James earlier. Yeah, I um, know, but are you, I, I'm talking over myself now. Paella. Paella. So, are you going to finish the story? Oh yeah. So um, basically, um, all of the children in the school knew um, the word for rapist. And as these herds of Spanish children would work around the school, voices would just shout out, just going, Violador! Violador! And these Spanish kids looked so just terrified and confused where wherever they went in the school, people would shout the word rapist at them <laughs> in their native language. It was, it was a beautiful thing to witness. We had an assembly on it. We had an assembly in which the, the deputy headmaster genuinely had to discourage students from shouting the Spanish word for rapist at all of the Spanish exchange students. It was beautiful. Do you know what the most amazing thing about this story is? What? I've known you for so long... I've heard this story so many times. When you started telling it, saying about the Spanish word for rapist, I started thinking, actually, when I was in school, we had a Spanish exchange student come, and we started following him around and shouting, no, that was James's story, and this is the story he's about to tell. I've heard it so many times, I've mixed it up with my own memories. I can't tell what was you and what isn't. About this, though, about my my horrendous habit of repeating (laughs) stories and things over and over again, is that whenever we actually do them on a podcast or a station, you're already familiar, so you... You should have you your pre-planned. Yeah, you've already got your jokes <laughs> planned. You've already it's sort sort of a choose your own adventure type situation. If you In start which... telling more choose your own adventure stories, James, <laughs> where you where you're talking about your own life, but we get to choose what you would do. What do you shout at the Spanish exchange student? 
if it's rapist, turn to page 76. <laughs> if it's a, a library, turn to page 7. If, if it's, it's cheap, how big your pencil beans. case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's cheap, cheap beans, please go to the dining room. <laughs> Winston Churchill, we will listen to discharge on the beat. The fuck is that? <laughs> Danny Dyer is an actor who I'm sure that we're all quite familiar with. Now, too Danny, familiar with. Too familiar. See, even being just ever so slightly familiar with him is being too familiar with him. <laughs> he really is a shit. Oh, yeah. Um, he's interesting as well. He, he's got quite a distinctive manner of speech. He's very, very curious, very... Uh, Cockney gazer. Kind of Cockney geezer. You're all, I'm Danny Doyle. I'm from Danny the East Doyle. End. I was watching earlier. Um, I, I think I showed a little bit of it to Jordan. Oh yeah. Have yeah, you ever? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know. I know. I've spoken to you about it before. Danny Dyer. I believe in UFOs. I'm. I'm very aware of it. Fantastic. It, for anyone listening who isn't aware of this, in I believe 2010, Danny. Sorry, that was Satan. In I, <laughs> in I believe 2010, Danny Diet was involved with uh, a BBC, a genuine BBC commissioned program called Danny Dyer. I believe in UFOs, this in is which what? East End rough Cockney geezer <laughs> Danny Dyer attempted to answer the eternal question: Is there life in the universe? Not of our own. Can I just interject for a second that this is what you pay your TV license for? Are we sure it was the BBC? Because it sounds like a very ITV thing to oh, do. Oh, no, it was it very, was, very BBC. Is, yeah. It was admittedly BBC Three. Right, okay. Oh, yeah. oh okay. okay. So that means it. nothing. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. Um, <laughs> so, in light of Danny Dyer and how truly <laughs> incredible he is about how we should all uh, we, we should all aspire to be Danny Dyer I, of course I worship at the shrine of Danny Dyer and I think as a bit of an extension for trying to be like Danny Dyer mm-hmm. we should all try and speak like Danny Dyer and so in order to help us um, Robbie and Jordan and listeners okay to help us complete this transformation into all speaking like Danny Dyer I have taken several infamous film quotes <laughs> and translated them into Danny Dyer speech. Okay. I will read them to you in the voice of Danny Dyer and I want you to guess what the film is that I'm quoting. Oh dear lord. Is that is that simple that's, enough? This will be easy for Robbie. Right. We'll, we'll we'll start with quite an easy one. Um the name's Dyer. Danny Dyer. Is that Danny Dyer in the <laughs> Danny Dyer biopic? Danny Dyer. <laughs> the Danny starring, Dyer story. Yeah. Starring Danny Dyer. As Danny Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to pitch in early and get some points before I don't know the later ones. James Bond. Jo- J- ah! Ah, that was definitely... <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Robbie, uh, and definitely not Jordan, you slow, <laughs> slow fuck. Um, you were... <laughs> <laughs> you are correct there. Doctor No first appeared in. There you go. It was indeed. It was indeed James Bond. Thanks Can you tell that. me the scene in which he first says it? It's the first scene of the film. It is. Uh, well, it isn't. He's no. in a casino. No, it's the second scene of the film. Okay, it's the second scene of the film. It's, it's, it's his first scene. You see um, Sean Connery's hands kind of playing. Uh, I think he's playing uh, the five card poker. Oh yeah. And then he, he wins a hand, and everyone around him is really impressed. And there's like all of these fat businessmen, like, and all of these like attractive Bond-esque females sort of sat around, and someone asks him what his name is, and just the, the, an ever, ever so slight cue begins. 
and you get a, and everyone wants to get to the cash machine, but the guy up front's taking ages. <laughs> um, but the, the James Bond theme starts for the first time ever so slightly in the background. The camera pans up, and there's Sean Connery just lighting a cigarette, and he goes, the name's Bond. James Bond. When you say Beautiful. Bondish females, I like to think all of them are just like the links between carbon atoms. <sighs> Roger Moore in a bra. <laughs> that's the other option. That's that's another option. I was more along the A level chemistry route, but that's that's another option. Okay, I'm gonna go for another one here. Yes, do. D D Phone home. E T. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> I was just gonna play this seriously, you shit. <laughs> no okay. um was that I'm trying to think of another film with a phone in it. Uh, there's a phone in Local Hero, let's say that. <laughs> local Hero? Local Hero, you've never seen Local Hero. What's Local Hero? Yeah, Bill Forsyth film about a businessman that goes to a small town in Scotland in order to sort of take it over and turn it into an oil place and he falls in love with him. He's like, Oh what a great place. It's really great, you should see Local Hero. Peter Capaldi was his first film, there you go. Well, what, at what point is there a phone in the film? Um, there's a phone box. There's one phone box in the town, and like he regularly goes into the phone box. <laughs> okay, right. Next, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's local hero in thirty seconds. It sounds like you you've sold it to me, but it's interesting though that because when you before you established that he regularly goes into the phone box, I thought you were just inferring that there just happens to be a phone in the background <laughs> of the scene. There's a bit where he's looking up at the sky and he's like, "Oh man, the sky is so good," um, and he's in the phone box. Next quote. Lads, you can't scrap in here. This is the war room. That is Doctor Strangelove. It is indeed Doctor Strangelove, or... How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. That is indeed correct. It's a good film. It's a good Congratulations. Film. <laughs> See, I, naturally I want to do jokes, but I feel like I, I should probably show off. You, you, can, you can spiel. We, you we don't do need jokes. to show off. You're up against I'm, me, I'm, and I'm, I'm terrible <laughs> at the same I'm, thing. I'm not scoring you at all here. Oh, what? Yes. Because so I've lost... Just, Quiz of the last two weeks. It, it's a friendly. It's a friendly. There's not going to be any scoring or prejudice here. Oh, I could just. We're all we're it, all though. free <laughs> to pursue whatever Joe Avenues we want. Joe Avenue is actually where I grew up. Okay, another one. Um, quite a simple one. Go ahead, geezer. Make my day. That Clint Eastwood, the movie in. Go ahead, geezer. Make my day. I don't know. If you can just name the character, Clint. Is- is it, Eastwood. is it? Is it? Is it? Diane Wood. Diane Wood. I don't know. You know that bloody Harold. He wants a bath. He does. What, that one. What was that? That's Dirty Harry. That, was, that wasn't dirty. Oh, I get what you're doing. Yeah, you've always you've always got to just be throwing your xenophobic northern prejudice out there, don't you? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I am just massive. Northern racist. So neither of you got that. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have taken any. I would have just accepted any Dirty Harry, just if you name the character. But that's first appearance, I believe, is in Sudden Impact, mm. which is either the second or the third one. I'm really not too informed. I should have informed myself a bit more about this. <laughs> okay, next one. Gonna watch a bit of Question Time while munching on a toasted crumpet. It's absolutely pissing with Marmite. Oh, that's... Sophistication. That's <laughs> exactly what David Cameron said before he fucked the pig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we brought this back. <laughs> I'm not letting it go, I don't I'm care. I'm never letting this go. I, I feel like it was just a goldmine dropped upon comedy podcasts everywhere, though. Yeah. It was, though. It, it, it was perfect. It, it was. I, I remember just being overjoyed when Piggate was, was <laughs> first sort of unveiled as the scandal that it was. 
It was. I remember. Um, I, th- I think I, I was. I remember sitting in the living room with you, Jordan, yep. and just being over the moon, just like the prime minister had sex <laughs> with a dead pig. Yeah, it's great. It's the first time I've been able to put that into Google and not be judged. <laughs> Uh, sorry, that quote, was it from Danny Dyer's Twitter feed? It was. It was from Danny Dyer from the, <laughs> the 10th of April, 2014. What? Why so would you familiar. know that? Why it's, would you know that? Uh, I'm talking about the film, Danny Dyer's Twitter feed. Um, <laughs> it, Nick Rogue, uh, 1970. Yeah, it actually predated Danny Dyer. Just it's a real revelation. Predated Twitter It's as a bit well. like, like how the Truman Show predated Big Brother. It was just like one of those things ahead of its time. To repeat that quote, because it is just, it, this is gold. I couldn't not include it. <laughs> Gonna watch a bit of Question Time while munching on a toasted crumpet that's absolutely pissing with Marmite. <laughs> Sophistication. I like to piss with Marmite as well. I just hold it there as like almost in an advertising pose whilst I relieve myself. Wait, do you piss into the Marmite or do you just have I some? I just whiff- hold it. I just whiff it. It's, it's the only thing that can that can <laughs> make me urinate these days. Exactly. What snorting marmite? I don't, I don't have to snort it. I just sniff it. Oh, okay. If, if I want to poo, though, I've got to snort it. <laughs> Sometimes. Cut up a line of marmite. <laughs> li- I, I I want to see if this is possible now. I think next week we should bring a jar of marmite and a, and like use the studio webcam that may or may not be working <laughs> and snort lines of marmite until one of us passes out or turns into somebody that everybody either hates or I wonder loves. what would happen if you snorted an entire jar of marmite i wasn't talking about an entire jar that's your weird fetish and you it's not a fetish jordan <laughs> yeah it is i don't I get snort a jar of marmite <laughs> gets my motors it. going <laughs> oh i was hoping no one would have seen that film <laughs> um student so, house three um next one mm-hmm. hey don't ever pop at jerking the old turkey it's sex with a bloke i'm well into you know what i mean no no, I don't. Um, no, no. I'm sure I probably should know this, but I don't Pop, know. What pop a it is. jerk in maybe, the turkey. Maybe, maybe I Danny dyed it too much. Pop a jerk in the I'll, turkey. I'll, I'll repeat this, but I'm expecting Robbie to get this one. Okay. Hey, don't have a pop at jerk in the old turkey. It's sex with a bloke I'm well into. You know what I mean? Uh, it, is this from Legend? No. Oh. Um, it was meant to be Annie Hall. Oh, okay. Which is? Do you know that quote, Robbie? Do you know the one I'm getting at? Um, oh, is this Don't Knock Masturbation It's Sex With Someone I Love Which uh, is oh, such a Woody Allen is, line it's a, it's a great line It's a painfully Woody Allen line I don't want any more any know, painfully Woody l- Allen anything Literally painful Okay, next Danny Di- Next film quote that has been Danny Dyer Right, listen up you mag If you're looking for some sort of ransom That ain't gonna come your way But what I've got Right, is skills. Skills which I've acquired over a very long stint <laughs> on EastEnders and as chairman of Greenwich Borough FC. <laughs> skills that make me a Western supermare for people like you. <laughs> Taken Seven, the diaring. <laughs> Do you know what? I would actually... No, I wouldn't watch another Taken I wanna, Seven. I want to really would you, would that you joke. Wa- would oh. you watch it if Danny Dyer took Liam Neeson's place? Maybe as a prequel, as, we... as a young guy. I, I want to rephrase my. I want to rephrase my joke. Taken Seven, it just gets more dire. Uh, I don't was... know if it can get more dire than that Taken was. See, <laughs> Jordan's Jordan, gone. He's out of here. He's Jordan out of here. just ran out of the studio <laughs> naked. Do you know? What, you know what the problem is now? Like. All of your jokes from here on out, Jordan, like, will fail to live up to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, this is this podcast is just going to be a cascading catastrophe for you from henceforth. 
So next, uh, next one. Uh, oh, I should say yes. Obviously, that was taken. Yeah. Next one. Taken for granted. That moment <laughs> when a natter of a geezer asks you to have a shit in a bit of cling film. I, I recognise <laughs> this. Um, last night, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, Robbie, that was meatloaf. His <laughs> <laughs> cooking's meatloaf? not that bad. <laughs> International singing star Milo <laughs> is my father. It's, it's not, <laughs> not only is he Robbie's father, but he's asked Robbie to shit in some cling film. I was talking about the thing in the cling film. It's, I meant this is not a shit, it's meatloaf. But <laughs> what? What the fuck? You're also asking me to to produce meatloaf. Out of my Jordan, I'm gonna have to ask bum. you to explain that one because <laughs> I am I'm confused by your thought process there. I I don't know. I don't. I'm not entirely sure. I I no. Were you inferring that Meatloaf was doing the shitting in the cling film, <laughs> or that Meat, Meatloaf himself was the shit in the cling film? Neither. So what were you trying to imply? Because Meatloaf kind of looks like poo, <laughs> but not the person, the food. <laughs> Not the person, <laughs> the food. <laughs> oh. No, no, Jordan. <sighs> Although, if you want meatloaf shitting into a cling film, <laughs> there you are only have to, yeah, you only have to search for it on the internet. Right. Let me tell you. Let my dad tell you. So I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need an answer to this one. I will repeat it. That moment when a nutter of a geezer. <laughs> Asks you to have a shit in a bit of cling film. I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is this All You Need Is Love, the best Danish language rom-com starring Piers Brosnan? No, that is uh, another of Danny Dyer's tweets from the 27th of February 2014. (laughs) (laughs) Right, next one. (laughs) What was Danny Dyer up to that day, (laughs) other than meeting with my dad? (laughs) Apparently watching Meatloaf take a shit. (laughs) I don't know. I'm, I'm genuinely confused. You know just... There's a title for the episode. <laughs> Watching Meatloaf take a shit. <laughs> How are we going to do the, That's a heavy... the podcast art for this <laughs> Yeah, one? the podcast art. Robbie, gonna you're going to have to... We're going to have to now, as the podcast art, have a picture of Meatloaf <gasps> you know... doing a shit in the <laughs> no, cling film. You know when Meatloaf's on the motorbike, it's like it looks like he's squatting, so just take the motorbike out of the equation. <laughs> we can work this out later. <laughs> right, next one. I munched down on this geezer's liver and had some fava beans with a yeah. nice bit of white and all. Silence of the Lambs. It is Silence <laughs> of the Lambs. Straight in there, Jordan. Straight in there. Next quote. Silence Ingra- of the Dan, he dies. Brilliant. <laughs> on with it. On with it. Excellent. Thank you. Excellent I job, Robbie. That. Brilliant. <laughs> Wonderful. Encore? Did anyone say encore? I can do more. <laughs> <laughs> Dialance of the Lambs. Go on, James. Embrace your insecurities and contradictions. Don't let them drown the fuck out of you. <laughs> what I, film? I, I've seen this fairly recently, I'm sure. What? Um, do you know what? I don't know what it is. We're all fallible, we've all got weaknesses, and that is exactly what Danny Dyer was talking about there when he was... Um, it was actually another tweet from tweet? Danny okay. Dyer from oh. the 21st of September 2013. My name is Daniel David Dyer. Top brass of the Chelsea Headhunters, beef chief for the West End, and proper nutter that you definitely don't want to fuck with, mate. 
Father to a ruined current bun. Husband to a wrecked trouble and strife. And I will do your fucking nothing in this life or the next, you mug. <laughs> was this... I have a feeling I know what this is, but I just can't bring it to mind. this Danny Dyer when he was pretending to be Jason Statham, who, of course, is all the things he claimed to be and more? Danny Dyer and Jason Statham would make quite the duo. They'd make a brilliant <laughs> little tag team. Except for the fact that Jason Statham is, you know, actually sort of endearing and competent at anything. But there we go. <laughs> But there we go. There and, you go. And I mean, a shining god amongst men. But Danny Dyer, the competent. poor man's Jason Statham. Which, is, yeah. But I mean, this this isn't like poor man per se. This is someone that hasn't eaten in six months. I, even though he went to Spain and tried to buy cheap beans, but no, couldn't afford them. No cheap beans. Not in Spain. Not. Well, there's loads in Spain. What am I on about? We That's, all we all know that. That's I feel bit... like I feel like the, you've got this from somewhere. I think bean is a racist term for either a Mexican or a Spanish person. Beaner is a racist term for Mexicans. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. But I I I didn't intentionally. <laughs> no, I know. Use that to reference the Spanish. I just I just. Just assume they have cheap beans. I, I have no basis for that <laughs> assumption. It's just, it's just true. Let's be honest. G- g- give us the answer before we lose our massive fan base in Mexico City. It is Gladiator. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. It's the one, see the interesting one with this was I had to find the Cockney rhyming, rhyming slang. slang for everything. <laughs> so father to a ruined current bun, husband to a wrecked trouble and strife. <laughs> This is pretty good. That's, that's, that's fair play. Top effort. Just watch Ratatouille with the little one. Fuck me, I was rooting for that Rat. <laughs> <laughs> that is a tweet. That's a tweet. From that is Danny a legitimate Dyer. Danny Dyer tweet from the 13th of August 2013. <laughs> he's, just, he, he's a poet. He is a modern day poet. He's, he is everything that poetry has been trying to achieve since its inception. He's genuine and heartfelt. And yet. At the same time, Danny Dyer. He's got he's got that ruggedness. He's, he's got that ruggedness to the point where you think, "Oh, can I trust him? Can I not?" But but you look in his face, you look in his pearly eyes, and you think, "Yeah, look at him. He's got a heart of gold." And then when you're sleeping, he stabs you and steals your television. <laughs> Are we going back to you losing your TV, Jordan? Just... <laughs> no, um, I don't harbour any resentment for Danny Dyer if he would like to return my TV and your beer and my one beer. <laughs> My one beer, There's which a... was more important than the TV, because I bought that beer. <laughs> There's a... For context here, viewers should see episode... Oh. 15, might be 16. Oh, oh God, I, I would have known this months ago, I don't know. Just just edit it down to the correct <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> right, last one. Well, that was weird. Found a lovely pond. Not a fucking duck in sight. Maybe they were shy, or maybe they was arrogant. Pricks. Is this a quote from his son when they took some bread up to the ponds and there was no ducks there? No, this is again a Danny Dyer tweet. Uh-huh. This one from the 7th of October, 2012. <laughs> I enjoy how your quiz on making things more like Danny Dyer has just, just become... Let's up. admire things he actually said. Half of them are Danny Dyer things. <laughs> I know, it's just... I, I just think, surely if we just all spout this kind of nonsense, just... <laughs> would the world be a better place? I think it would be. I think if everyone was constantly speaking in a term that inferred they sort of wanted to fight everyone but probably wouldn't if pushed to it. <laughs> I, I think the world would be infinitely better. At the time of recording, Danny Dyer's last tweet was, listen to the track, you string. Which what? I didn't realise was a, a derogatory turn. Your string. Your string. As in you string. As in he's accusing he's someone of being a string. to a lady, a woman person, 
um, who is is apparently a string. Wait, is this is this like so? We're going back to Mexican beans. Is he referring to women as being different types of beans? So you've had string bean, you have broad bean. Um, or we next refer to as baked. Well, wouldn't wouldn't that infer that all women are beans? Oh, yeah. sorry, all women are Spanish. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? I've never met a woman that wasn't Spanish. I I never have. Jordan. No. You've never met a woman that wasn't Spanish. No. Really. Where do you live, other than Spain? Don't say Spain. That would be too easy. <laughs> Telford. 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 Is Telford invaded by the Spanish all of a sudden? Well, there was that one time that in band camp. There was <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where I'm going with this. There was that one there, um, time Telford was I've, invaded by I've the met Spanish. Some, I've met some Spanish women and I've met some non-Spanish women. Thank you for adjusting, because that was very misleading. Jordan, I'm putting that quote on your tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Reynolds, 1992 to 2017. I've met some Spanish women. Why am I dying in two years? <laughs> well, I didn't want to kill you off this year. I've given you a couple of years to get your shit together. I could do and a master's it, and die. Get your shit together and put it in some cling film. Uh, Callback. Hello and thank you for joining us on another Punctuation Podcast. This week we'll be discussing all things punctuation with my co-hosts. My name is Henry Peterson. If I was a punctuation, I would like to think of myself as a semicolon. And so would I, because it's me... Your favourite wacky co-host of the Punctuation Podcast, Simon Semicolon! Hi, I'm Terry Trotter, and I would love to be an apostrophe, because I am a possessive man. And today's first question, submitted by one of our listeners, Brenda, from Western Supermare. Hi, Brenda. Oh, shout out to Brenda! Brenda says, what is the... Exact circumference of a question mark's curve. Ho ho! Great one, Brenda. That's why you're our girl. That is a great question. But to solve the circumference of a question mark's curve, we have to look deep into the history of the question mark. The question mark was first invented in 1792 by a mad Dutch physician known as Dr. Hans Gruber. <laughs> However, it wasn't until 1974 that the question mark first took on its proper meaning of being used for questions. That's where we get the phrase question from, because it was in fact when someone asked the question, what is a question, that we started using questions. And that man who asked a question, his name was Mark. Mark! What a great name. It is a fantastic name, and it's also how we're going to work out the circumference of the question mark's curve. Would you like to elaborate? No. <laughs> Fair enough, you poetaster. Poetaster? What a great word, kids. Why don't we learn our word of the week? And our word of the week can be poetaster. <laughs> a poetaster? Is it a poetaster? We we go and add Edgar Allan on this a, shit. A- Poe toaster, more like, uh, because you can put bread in it. A poe taster is a person who is unworthy of being a poet, of being called a poet. Poetastry is the act of writing pretentious, self indulgent, and absolutely worthless poetry. 
What a fact. It is a fact, according to the Oxford Dictionary of Literary Terms. And it looks as though, this week, Brenda, there will be no answer to your question. Because? We are studies, studiers, philosophers of punctuation, and not mathematicians. You fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) This week's second question comes from Brandon Somerset. (laughs) He says, I wish I was a comma. Do you? <laughs> well, sometimes I wish I was in a coma, and then I think, no, I don't, because that would mean I'd be in a very bad place. I tried to be a comma once, and it just resulted in me being split from my wife. <laughs> this week's third question comes from Charlotte in Stockport. Hey, Charlotte, how you living, girl? Charlotte from Stockport says, My husband compared me to an exclamation mark. Should I kill myself? Well, I think this is a very heavy topic, Charlotte, and I don't think perhaps a punctuation podcast is the first place to go. I think you want to perhaps look at the Samaritans and perhaps to talk to a suicide hotline, the number of which is 27846. However, if you're still thinking about killing yourself, then perhaps you should continue listening to the podcast because it might serve as the final kick in the motivation. To summarise, you won't be missed. Ring, ding, 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 ring, ding, Looks like we've got a caller. Hello. Hello, it's Charlotte. 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 Yes, Hello. that's all of my names, my first, middle and last names. Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. My parents are really cruel. Hello, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Telford. No, she was from Stockport, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you called her Charlotte? What? I was doing another ringer. <laughs> oh. Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. <laughs> I mean, I knew that. This is it. No, let's, let's stop this now. <laughs> I, I felt an obligation to be a different character to both of you, yeah. even though I both I, I really wanted to do the, yeah. the, the Carmen Collector. I thought, well, well, I'm going to have to be loud and obnoxious as normal. <laughs> that might be a nice change. <laughs> oh, do you know I've already forgotten the name of my character. I've, I kept wanting to say over to, and then also I can't remember anybody's <laughs> names. I was Simon Semicola. I, I remember was, that. I was Terry Trotter. It was like David Crumpet Face or something, wasn't it? it? Was like, I think it was Henry something. It was Henry... Yeah, Henry... No, Henry was the surname. Oh. Oh, I don't know. No, it was Henry... It was Henry P Henry Henry Hun. Can we all go and sit back in our normal seats now? I don't like being here. <laughs> <laughs> Ver- Verbal discharge. You've always now. You know, I recorded that. Why? Because I thought it'd be easier than me coming up with something to say as the opening of the sink. So thanks for listening. <laughs> God, we really put the effort in. We, oh, we do. Oh, we do. Verbal Discharge, the most... You know, like we were praised for being the most prepared, most well-thought-through show on the station. <laughs> that, that actually happened today, didn't it? Yeah, that, yeah. that did happen today. Several times. We've had um, to fill everyone in, and uh, I think just to mention it again, because this is going to be a bit of a change to the show. Yeah. Um, we are going to stop being a podcast as such, and we're going to be actual radio folk. 
we're going to actually be on the radio, on the digital airwaves. If no, we're not. We're we're purely purely fiber optic, purely internet based station. And we're going to be, is it Thursday 5 to 7? Thursday 5 to 7. And that's going to be us. And as a, as a consequence of this, because the station is going, uh, Phantom Radio, with Derby University Student Media Represent, whoop, whoop, whoop. is going to be relaunching. And so today we've had a, some training sessions for all the new people that have joined up this year and just to kind of refresh a course for everyone. And during this training session, the head of the station, the wonderful Luke Acott, Woo. described us as being, what was it, he said we were really well prepared. Really we- well prepared, and that we do special features very often. And by that he means it's all special features. Yeah, <laughs> because, um, I did, give it some context, they were kind of telling people on the radio to say, oh, hi, you know, this is the time, this is the weather, yeah, this is a song coming up next, whereas we don't do that because... We're, we're not very into the whole, this is the song, what's the weather like? It, sunny this is the time you're listening to we're, we're not really into that we're more we just we just like we, we, we do punctuation podcast specials That's we, what we we're do into. we do improvised segments about top trumps and punctuation <laughs> that's who we are that's a recommendation if ever i heard one i wanted a, a billing for a top radio show can we have that in the description of this week's podcast yeah <laughs> we, yes yeah yes yeah. that can definitely in, in, go in. in italics i want that but the italics go at the bottom. That's the bit that no one ever reads. But I, I want. To write I, again I need. Every week. I need these italics, Robbie. Okay. Sweet. Do that. <laughs> but yeah, um, we're drawing to the end now of another glorious verbal discharge podcast and podcast podcast. Is that the the, the, the Welsh? We're now. Oh, it's a podcast. Oh, welcome to the podcast. I'm oh, a. I'm a Welshman. This is how people in Wales talk. That's... Sheep, rugby. Telephone lines. That's going between <laughs> telephone lines. The telephone, telephone lines. lines. <laughs> that's, a, that's a distinguishing Welsh characteristic, isn't it? It is. Yeah, as as sort of a person of Welsh blood, uh, Cheap I rugby constantly telephone have lines. telephone lines just poking out of me. We've offended a lot of demographics today. It's fine because we beat England in the Rain World Cup. Anyway, moving on. But, um, yeah. So thank you all for listening. Um, if you are in any way, even the vaguest bit entertained by anything we've said today, please do like us on the Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash Verbal Discharge. We have a Twitter handle at Verb Dis Radio. You can find our website where all of our podcasts and blog posts and all that jazz will be stored and archived. And that's verbaldischarge.co.uk. And on the email, if you want to email us at things at verbaldischarge.co.uk, send us literally anything. Anything. If you want to write our content for us, we'll most (laughs) likely use it. We'll be brutally honest. If you email something, we will probably mention it on air. In fact, it's more likely that we will mention it than won't mention it. We've got to fill two hours. We've got a two-hour slot next week. We've got to fill that. Time time two hours. Live hours. If you do send us something, chances are we will read it out. Mm-hmm. So please do. Um, and thank you. Oh, and iTunes as well, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. I, I like to mention this every time iTunes comes up. If you search for sex with Hitler, <laughs> we are the number one search. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. We had this exact conversation. You responded exactly yeah. to that last week. <laughs> Robbie, you know that I don't remember things. <laughs> things at verbaldishow.co.uk. Our email address. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like you calling that, back that, to that plug. That is very good. I, I appreciate stuff. that. 
but yeah, just to reiterate, thanks again for listening. It does genuinely mean a lot when people take the time to, to, it really, to really check does. us out. Um, I hope that we've made you giggle at least a little bit. We made ourselves giggle. <laughs> we've probably made ourselves giggle more than we've made our listeners giggle. I always giggle. worry that we only yeah. amuse ourselves. And that's what matters, Robbie. As long as you're having fun, then fuck everybody else. Robbie, would you care to round this one to a close and give us the final word of the show? No. I'll accept it. That's not a... Beautiful. Yeah, about amusing ourselves. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, Thursday, 5 to 7. You can find us on Phantom Radio. Phantom Hash, me- ha- Phantom Hash Media? That's potentially a different product. Oh, yeah. Um, Phantom-Media.co.uk. Is it worth, online. Is it worth saying that they, they can still catch us on a podcast? Because I think we've they, both... They can, ba- they yeah. can, they can. The yeah. podcast will still the, go There will still Friday. be a podcast on Friday. We're not, we're not going rid. It's just the format's going to be shaken up a little bit. Excellent. Thank you. Goodbye. No. Bye. No.